Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. In Ben Calvert's house on 11th Street in Wakefield, breakfast had, as usual, been a silent meal. Jessie, the new Mrs. Calvert, presided over the coffee urn at one end of the table, looking fresh and well-groomed in an attractive housecoat, doing her best to present an illusion of a woman happy in a successful marriage. The women's section of the morning newspaper was open before her, while Ben, at the other end, was engrossed in the daily financial reports. Then there had been a ring at the doorbell. And a moment later, Lucy the maid entered with a yellow envelope which she handed to Mr. Calvert. Ben held the envelope in his hand for some time after the maid had left the room. Well, why don't you go ahead and open it? What's the matter? You aren't one of those people who regard all telegrams as bad news, are you? You must know what I'm thinking. It's about time for a kid to go to the hospital. It's past time. So it's probably good news. Go ahead and open it. Well? You might as well read it. Here. Arriving 9 p.m. Friday. Tell Bill. Meet me. Love, Kit. Well. So she's coming back. There never was any question of that. Not in your mind. Never mind that. Don't you understand what this means? Yes, I understand. She says, meet me. Something must have happened. Evidently. Well, Ben, you should have been prepared for this. Not necessarily. There was always a chance that everything would be all right. Perhaps. But the odds were pretty much against you. I've told you many times you were a little naive to expect everything to come out your way. To expect Kit to return with a bouncing, healthy baby. Jesse, I think you'd better be quiet. You know, Ben, it is your doing after all. When you think back, it's very clear. You let them take the risk. You didn't tell Kit about the Bowman. Stop what I tell you. Well, Ben, I was only trying to give you some conciliation. And you're doing it so graciously, too. Look, Ben, I am sorry about it. Really, I am. You can skip the crocodile tears, Jesse. I've known all along where you stood in this thing. No, really. I know what a disappointment this is to you. If you'd only learn to... to face things. Face things? That's a laugh. It's all I have done, face things. But you're so obstinate, Ben. Sometimes you can't have everything the way you want it. And you certainly can't combat nature and heredity. That's where you were wrong. To think you ever could. 
Well, there's one thing I'm going to see to. If I have to tie him down. What are you talking about? Tie whom down? Kid's had a tough time. She's been through a lot. And by heaven, she's not going to come home to another disappointment, another frustration. Are you talking about Bill Mead? You bet your life I am. When Kit comes home, she's going to come back to a proper home. And Bill Mead's going to be in it, waiting for her. And it's shortly before nine o'clock that night, Sergeant Bill Mead came up the street toward Ben Calvert's house. He was surprised to find his father-in-law outside on the pavement, waiting for him beside the parked car. Good evening, Mr. Calvert. I got your message at camp that you wanted to see me about something. Yes, I do want to see you, Bill. Get in. But where are we going? Never mind that now. Just you get in. I'll tell you when we get started. I wish you'd tell me what this is all about, Mr. Calvert. See for yourself. Here. Read this. Now? I can't see a thing. Hold it under the dashboard. There's nothing wrong with your eyes, is there? But I don't understand. It could... Look, if it's too much for you to grasp, I'll put it in simple language. The telegram is from your wife, Kit. She's arriving at the station in less than an hour. Does that make it clear? Now, wait a minute, Mr. Calvert. I'm not a half-wit, you know. What a silly remark. What I don't understand is... Something must have happened. She doesn't say anything about... about... No, she doesn't. I see that penetrated. But why didn't she wire me? Let me know. I've been worried. Probably the reason she didn't get in touch with you is simply the fact that for the past months, the way things have been, you've succeeded in hurting her very deeply. Oh, but that can't be it. Besides, I haven't... Kit knows she can depend on me. I don't let her down. Regardless of what you may think, I haven't let Kit down either. Far from it. Don't tell me you're under the impression that you've been a devoted husband. Well, that might depend upon how you define things. One thing I'm sure of. I've kept my promise to Kit, and I've been as honest as I know how to be. That's what I'd call damning yourself with faint praise. But what bothers me is Kit should have gone to the hospital a week ago. But then why would she be returning so soon? And why doesn't she mention anything about what happened? Obviously because it's bad news. She figures it will keep until she arrives. Poor Kit. Poor Kit is right. It's too bad you don't really mean it. Now, look here, Mr. Calvert. Your whole tone with me this evening has been uncalled for. There's no reason why you should... No reason? After the way you behaved toward my daughter, out there alone, thousands of miles away, while you're standing around here letting people think, well, whatever they wanted to about your marriage, you call that consideration? I don't know what sort of stories you've been hearing, but I certainly haven't been saying anything about our marriage that Kit could possibly object to. On the contrary. Do you honestly want me to believe that you're concerned about Kit... Worried about her welfare? Well, of course I am. Very much concerned. Well, Bill, if that's the case and you're on the level, I'd... I'd like a promise from you. A promise? What? I'd like your word of honor that you'll come back to the house on 11th Street. To your house? To live? Yes, exactly. It's the least you can do for Kit. After what she's been through. But, Mr. Calvert, as I told you before, It is going I... to have a proper home to come home to. She deserves it, and she's going to have it. 
I'm sorry, but I can't make you that promise. You can't, eh? That shows how much you meant by the things you've been saying. This pretense at being concerned. No, Mr. Calvert, no, you don't understand. I did mean the things I've said. I mean them sincerely. I'd like Kit to be happy, to have a good, full life. But I can't give it to her, feeling as I do. Indeed. And just what is the delicate state of your emotions at this particular moment? With your wife arriving, tired and ill. I've told you. I feel very sorry for Kit. I regret that our marriage hasn't worked out. Whether that's entirely my fault or not is another matter. There's no point in going into it now. Because if we did, I'd have several things to say to you about that. Then you refuse? I refuse to make you a promise that I may not be able to keep. This is your final answer after all your protestations? I'm sorry. I can't help what you think of me. I have to be honest with myself. Oh, by all means. And I feel that this is Kit's affair and mine. I can't say what I'm going to do. Not until I see Kit talk things over with her. Well, we're just on time. We'll wait on the platform. That's too bad I didn't know she was coming. Could have brought some flowers or something. With your attitude, the less you go in for hypocritical gestures, the better. Well, here she is. Yeah. Here she is. headlight of the big locomotive lit the station platform in a glare of blinding light as the train shuddered to a stop. The light picked out the figures of two men waiting eagerly on the wooden ramp outside the little station. Two men waiting. Two men anxiously scanning the long train, looking for Kit Mead's familiar figure. <laughs> 